Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Taking Over the Photo Pit, a music photography podcast held by me, Boston Schultz, where I interview badass music photographers. Today, we are sitting down with Allison Coletta, who is an amazing tour photographer who's gone on tour and worked with some amazing bands that you definitely know about, like Three Days Grace, Every Time I Die, just to name a few, and kills it with her photographs. I'm so excited to have her on so she can really dive into tour photography, tips on tour photography, how to get started, and just her advice for working in the music industry. So I'm so honored to have her on here and we're just gonna hop right into this interview. Hey Allison, I am so excited and I Seriously, when I reached out to you, I was so nervous because I was like, she's not going to want to be on the podcast. And then when you were excited and saying like, yes, I want to be on the podcast, I was stoked. And there's numerous reasons for this that we're going to get into talking about your tour experience, your photography, just amazing. Chef's kiss, amazing. So I just want to have you do a quick intro of who you are, how you got started, how long you've been shooting, what kind of photography you do, blah, 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 your whole background. Well, thank you. That's really sweet. Um, this is actually my first podcast that I'll be doing, so I love it. bear with me. Um, but yeah, when you asked me, I was really excited. I've never done something like this before, and I figured, I was like, why not? This is cool. Um, I get asked a lot of questions, and I feel like this is a good place for like to answer everyone's questions in general, because what you showed me is um, kind of covers everything, so I think it's really good. And cool. I like that, like you're giving more people to like talk about what we do and everything so I like that a lot so um yeah my name is Allison Coletta I've been photographing concerts now for eight years yeah eight years I started in July 2012 and I started out when I was I was 16 almost 17 when I started and I just do music photography like sometimes I'll do like other stuff but I primarily just focus on music. It's I don't want to like force myself into other like types of photography if I don't want to do it cuz then it might just mm-hmm. I might get bored of it. I have a habit of that. So I just stick with music. Um I got started by starting my own website and magazine when I was 16 almost 17. I started with my friend Bree who I grew up with and I we didn't really have like a lot of local shows in our areas like none that like we were like really familiar with our scene isn't like we don't have a big local scene in like my general location so I was like why don't we start a magazine website together it'll be a lot of work but we can get access to shows that way and start photographing concerts and we did so that's how I got started and yeah and now here I am eight years later it's my full-time job I love it. So you started with a publication. Where's that publication at? Or did you? Um, it you doesn't exist <laughs> anymore. No, because so conveniently, the first show I ever photographed, which was Warp Tour 2012, um, oh I met my friend Allie at that show, and she was like the sweetest person ever. She like it was like the first band I think of the day, and she came up to me and like started talking to me and like. I gave her a business card and like we became friends after that and she got asked by New Noise Magazine who I work for now Mm -hmm. like less than a year later after that show about like photographing um skate and surf festival in New Jersey and she couldn't make it and she knew I lived there and I was going to the festival for fun so she was like hey ask Allison if she can do it because she already plans on going 
Mm-hmm. She's already going to be there. She's a photographer. And because she made that connection for me, now I work for New Noise. So. Awesome. And we're going to dig into New Noise in a little bit. Um, but I would love to have a idea from you about like what your biggest accomplishment is when it comes to music photography because we're going to dive into more things about like what you've accomplished over the year but I just kind of love hearing like personal goals and accomplishments and like take a little bit of time to brag about you so I'm very curious of like what you really enjoy that you've done. So my the biggest accomplishment for me was as much as I love touring, my biggest accomplishment was making it my full-time income because that's hard. Mm -hmm. And I I don't make a ton of money. I don't make like an extravagant amount. I make enough to pay my bills, put money into savings, and that's all I care about. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it because I love it. I love the music scene. I love interacting with the fans of bands and like giving them content because these are the people they look up to. They love content. They love seeing what the band's doing. And that's just something that I wanted to be part of. And so whether it was through touring, through local shows, through working for a venue, I didn't care how I did it. My biggest accomplishment and biggest goal was make this my full-time income, prove everyone wrong that I could make a living off of it. I love that. I, I think that we hear often that it's so hard to make money in it. And, like, you're proving that you can make this, like, a full-time job. And I think that's a huge accomplishment and also really awesome to just, like, do what you love every day and not worry about anything else. I do want to ask, though, because, like, a lot of people are struggling right now with the COVID situation because our industry is pretty much almost completely shut down. So how are you doing during COVID? How are you... Uh, like making money are you photographing anything I know that tours are done too so like what are you doing during this time and like how how are you like feeling about the whole situation so before the cares act passed I was just selling prints because we because I'm self-employed I didn't know if I'd ever end up qualifying for unemployment and so I was selling prints um, it's a pandemic, and I really didn't want to, like, do photo shoots with mm-hmm. people. So I, like, even though, like, people were doing, like, socially distant shoots, like, still don't want to be going out in public and doing that stuff when it was, like, the peak of everything. So I just kind of, like, chilled at home. I had to work on a music video for Diamante, one of my clients. She did a song with Ben from Breaking Benjamin. Uh, they covered Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. So I had, like, two months of working on that music video to do so I was most of my time was devoted to doing that and other than that kind of just been chilling at home hanging out on unemployment I went back to my college job recently um for the holiday season because I'm bored of sitting at home and I just wanted something to do but I really since I really only focus on music and like the other non-music stuff is like I'll photograph my friend's weddings Mm -hmm. but they postponed all their weddings yeah so that wasn't an option either so I was like I'll go hang out with all my old coworkers and get paid to do it. They're my friends, so yeah. might as well. But yeah, I've kind of been just hanging out. I was able to put a lot of money away from touring last year into savings. So like that gap of when I wasn't paid out for unemployment for like six months mm-hmm. was fine because like I could still pay for everything. And I still live at home with my parents because I don't see the point in 
paying rent on an apartment I won't be in for like eight months out of the year. Like I just I don't get it. Like I I'm fortunate to have a good relationship with my parents where like it's fine like living with them is like fine they're great I love my parents to death I know not everyone has that situation Uh but like I just don't see the point like why am I gonna pay like a thousand dollars a month especially in New Jersey where it's rent's expensive if you want to live somewhere decent it's like over a thousand dollars a month just in rent yeah and I was like I'm not gonna throw 12 grand a year at something to not live there yeah like I just don't see the point yeah. And like I, if you're and I, like I'm not in a long-term relationship. I'm not moving in with anybody that I'm dating. So I was like I there's no point. I might as well just stay home. So it's it's been pretty chill for me. I'm lucky. I don't take it for granted. I know I have like a privilege in that regard, but definitely don't take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. I see so many people especially in LA that are touring and I'm like how how are you comfortable with paying for rent in LA when you're gone on tour for so long? So that it makes sense that like if you have that option to kind of stay with it because I've always wondered about that. I'm like, what? What happens to your apartments? Like, what happens oh, to yeah. your room when you're on tour for years? Or oh, yeah, months? I have a I have a friend that he like all the time. He's gone for like eleven months out of the year, usually <laughs> just touring nonstop. And he's like, I have no idea why I have an apartment. He's like, I don't know why I pay for this. He's like, this is pointless. He's like, why do I do this? <laughs> He's like, I don't live here. I live on a bus. Like, why Why am I paying for this? Yeah. So, like, until, like, I'm, like, buying a house, because, like, I want to save for a house. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm buying a house. I really don't plan on moving out, because I'm not going to pay. I'm, like, re- I'm really cheap. Like, when it comes <laughs> down to it, like, I'm a very cheap person. And, like, if I don't have to pay $1,000 a month to not live somewhere, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Unless I sure. unless I really need to. <laughs> um, since we're kind of already talking about touring, I'd love to get your perspective on touring because the number one question that I get asked a lot when it comes to music photography is questions about touring, and I do not tour. I am a homebody. I do not like leaving my house. I like my things all in my place. Like, I don't tour. And I would love to hear about, like, how you got started in touring because you've toured with some huge bands i'd love to have you talk about that and like your experience in general but also like tips and advice for people getting into tour photography because i think that that's like a goal for a lot of people yeah so touring's the best way to make your income in music photography unless you can land like a really good like venue gig because um, a lot of outlets don't pay anymore for photography unless mm-hmm. they're really big because there's just not a budget for it. Like, it just it doesn't exist. Print media is not as big as it used to be. Um, ad revenue only pays so much unless you're getting so many clicks a day on your websites. Um, so touring is just the best way to go for uh, revenue for it. So I, that's why it's most people's end goal. Also, it's fun. You get paid to travel. Can't really complain about that. Yep. I also don't like leaving my house. I hate leaving my house and I hate going out, but I will go on tour. I love touring. That's like the one exception. Like everyone has to drag me out of my house to do things and I'm just like, I don't want to go. Even on like days off or like tour, like we're hanging out after the show. I'm like in the bus and everyone's like, come out. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, I'll stay here. We're fine. <laughs> but I got started... Um, it was 2016, and I don't think I've ever actually, like, told, like, publicly the story, because it's kind of funny. Um, but my friend, 
works at Epitaph, because my first tour was working for Epitaph on Warp Tour in 2016. And I was in a group chat with my friend Nate and my friend who works at Epitaph. I'm not going to say her name because I don't want anyone bothering her. Um, and she, because like as soon as they find out who it is, like people will go after it. And like, I'm just, I, I respect her privacy to like mm-hmm. not disclose that. Sure. So no one bothers her. But so it was me, my friend that works at Epitaph and my friend Nate all in a group chat. And I was like, when, like I was just saying like, forget why we were talking about it. I think we were talking about the Warp Tour lineup getting announced. And I was like, I really want to do Warp Tour this year. Like, I'd love to be on Warp Tour. And she's like, we actually need somebody for tour- Warp Tour, like, to be the photographer. We hire one every year. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm interested. <laughs> I was like, tell me more. And she's like, I know you haven't toured before, but you're familiar at Warp Tour. Because I would do, because I live in the Northeast, there's so many Warp Tour dates. I would go to like five or six of them, whether it was as press or like if I was friends with a band that would get me in to shoot them every day, I would go. So I'd go to like five a year in the Northeast. And so um, she was like, I'll submit you like as an option. I can't promise you'll get it, but like you're really good. You're familiar with Warp Tour. You know how it works. Like, and maybe they'll consider you. And they offered me the job. Oh my All because I said over um, a Facebook chat that I wanted to do Warp Tour. That's this awesome. Conveniently, conveniently happened because the person they were going to offer it to ended up declining it. So they had the position open and I just had the right timing to mention that. I had no idea they hired someone either. I had no idea Epitaph took people out on tour as a photographer. Didn't know that was the thing they did uh-huh. at all. So it was just like... A completely random circumstance that happened. Not mad about that. it though. But that's how I got my first tour. That's awesome. I think that's such a good point. Really quick is like just to reach out to people because like I hear that come up all the time that everyone's like, "Oh, I just happened to like message them," and then this came up, and just like reaching out to them and being like, "Look, I want to do this thing." Such a yeah. good just like starting point, you know. It's it's best if you know them first. I know some For people sure. that have gotten gigs off of cold emails. I hate doing cold emails. I've sent like Same. three in my <laughs> lifetime. And then every time I send one, it's because I like got peer pressured into doing it. Because they're like, just do it. Just go for it. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to bother them. Um, so I've done it a couple times. I've never heard back, which I get it. Um, yeah. You don't know me. I'm just some random person on the internet. For you sure. have no idea who I am. Why are you going to answer my email? <laughs> so I really don't recommend that route. Like, it's an option, and some people do get gigs off of it. Um, but that's just not my motive. Like, network with people. Like, that's how I got every tour I've done. Is literally, I knew someone. They set, suggested me for the tour. And then I got the tour. Yeah. It was never I applied for it. I just kept getting suggested. Yeah. That it was all mouth. recommendations. Yeah. Or if I knew someone, because, like, I did the last, Vanna did, um, like, three runs for their final tour, and because I knew Davey, he was like, hey, do you want to do, like, four dates of the final tour with us? And, like, we were already friends, the band knew me, they asked me to come out for the last four shows, and then, same thing with Three Days Grace, I was out on tour with Diamante, they came up to me one day, and they're like, hey, we want to hire you for the rest of the tour, do you want to work for us? I was like, well, yeah, let me just check with Dia. It's okay. Because always if, like, someone else comes up to you and is like, 
do you want to work for us on the tour too? You got to clear it with your other artists first because they're your priority. And Dia was fine with it. And then that's how I started working for Three Days Grace. So it all comes down mostly to recommendations and just meeting people. Any tips for people when they're on tour? Are there any like crazy things that people need to know about or keep in mind that they're doing or keeping up with? A lot of people have a habit of not finishing photos by the end of the night. Um, I know we're going to talk about the magazine later, but a lot of people, like, I know, like, people have, like, regular jobs and stuff that, like, kind of get in the way of, like, finishing a gallery by the end of the night because they have to be er up early the next morning. Mm -hmm. But, like, you need to get into the habit, like, absolutely need to get into the habit of finishing a full gallery of photos by the end of the night. Mm -hmm. Every night they expect it. At the end of the night, you must have a Dropbox folder full of photos. And sometimes you'll be given the control over the Instagram to post the gallery too. So you'll drop all the photos in Dropbox, post on Instagram, and then, then you could go to bed. Um, sometimes it's fine if you do it, drop, put it in there in the next morning. Because musicians never wake up before like 11 o'clock in the morning. Because we don't go to, because bus calls normally like 2 a.m. So we yeah. sleep from like 4 a.m. to 11 instead of normal human hours but yeah definitely people need to get into the habit of learning how to edit fast that's the number one thing yeah. um presets are your best friend in that regard also um you have to learn to fit your life in one suitcase the general rule is one suitcase yeah not including the camera bag you bring for your gear but like everything you need whether you're gone for a month two months three months has to live in one suitcase that's yeah. it and um, a lot of people don't realize that because it, you're like, how do I fit everything in like for three months in one suitcase? And it's basically you wear the same outfits every week for three months, and that's that's you just gotta embrace it. You also need to wear black as much as possible. Um, you're technically a crew member, so uh, black is the standard for wearing on stage. Like, if it has, like, a little bit of decaling on it, it's fine. But the goal is to blend into the background as much as possible. Um, so always wear black. Always pack black. Pack a nice outfit. Just one nice outfit. Because you never know if you're going to have to go to, like, a press event, an award show, anything mm -hmm. like that that might be in your routing. Um, so be prepared just in case you have to go somewhere nice so you can not look like you rolled out of bed. Because tour clothes are like black t-shirts and black pants. And that can only get you so far for a dress code. Um, but yeah. Also, uh, bus etiquette. You don't leave your shoes out. There's usually a designated place for shoes. Um, and one pair of shoes on the bus at all times. Like one pair of shoes and like flip-flops. And that's really it. Sometimes it's just one pair of shoes. But never leave your shoes out, especially not in Bunk Alley, because people will trip over them and they'll get mad at you. But you can't shit on the bus. Um, you will get in a lot of trouble and you will get fined. <laughs> you also can't flush toilet paper. You have to throw it in a waste bin next to the toilet. You can't flush it either. That's like a weird habit for people to get into. So you have to like just be very aware of what you're doing because it can clog the toilet and then everyone's going to get mad at you. Um, if you get off the bus, you need to tell your bus driver and leave your laminate on the front seat. If you're on a bus, you leave it on the front seat. If you're in a bandwagon, there's usually like a table right outside the door we leave our laminates on. 
like right inside the door we leave our laminates on the driver will check to make sure everyone's there and they'll do a bus call but yeah otherwise if you don't do that if you don't tell anyone you're going somewhere you'll probably get left behind i had it happen to someone on my bus uh last year completely forgot that they were not on the bus because we thought they were sleeping but yeah um what else is there also as photographer you kind of have to prepare for security to not understand that even though you're on the tour you should be there in the pit the whole time and that mm. you'll come and go sometimes they'll argue with you on it i just think because they're not aware that you're supposed to be there especially if you're not like the headliners photographer and you're an opening artist because you're not really included in like the security conversation that the headliners tour manager will have at the beginning of the day so sometimes they get kind of confused and they'll try to argue with you but you just got to be nice and be like hey like i'm here like i'm gonna i usually if i have time i try to talk to them beforehand and be like hey just so you know i'm gonna be here the whole set running in and out i'll stay out of your way pay attention for crowd surfers but just heads up i'm gonna be coming in and out of here all night usually if you give them a heads up before time they appreciate it and you're good to go but yeah that's another thing they're like not convinced you should be there after three songs sometimes but it's whatever it's not the end of the world usually you can get it taken care of I mean, you already touched on a ton of points and a ton of things that I had no idea because, again, this is this is not my life. This is not what I do. So, like, hearing someone talk about touring and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. This is unique because I'm so new to that world. It's like a whole totally different side of concert photography to me. Oh, yeah, it's a total culture shock because I got thrown into Warp Tour as my first tour and I had six bands I had to photograph every day as long as their sets didn't overlap because it's Warp Tour and there's there were seven stages. So mm -hmm. I had one band on every single stage. No one was on the same stage. It was it was, it was chaotic. Yeah. I'd be running across, around all day. But yeah, that really like taught me a lot of discipline, though, because I had so much work to do at the end of the night that that really kind of set me in and I lived with the other person from Epitaph that I worked with, Emilio, but I also shared a bus with the Interrupters and a band called, they were called Sykes at the time, now they're called Playa. It's the same members, just a different name. Um, and they were so sweet. They were all so nice to me, absolutely wonderful humans. And they like were so great to me. They like taught me everything I needed to know. But yeah. Um, it's a culture shock and you kind of like end up in your own little bubble and like mm. the outside world doesn't exist anymore so like you come home from tour and like you missed everything like you have no idea what happened outside of the touring bubble like okay. current events all have happened and i had no idea because i'm not really on my phone as much either when i'm on tour like um. people don't really hear from me as often like, I'll post on, like, social media and stuff, but, like, I've become the worst person when it comes to responding to texts and, like, checking the news. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know what it is, but it happens to a lot of people where we just, we become super disconnected. Yeah. And so you have to kind of get used to that, that you're just not going to be on your phone as much and you're not going to be as connected with everyone. It can It can hurt relationships, too, on tour because people, like, a selling point for, like, being with someone and, like, being friends with people is like, hey, you may not see me for eight months out of the year. Also, I probably won't talk to you every day. Like, have fun with that. And they're kind of just like, oh, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. 
So you have to also get used to that too. It might hurt some relationships because like if you don't answer people, they kind of get annoyed, but they don't really understand that one, the venue probably has terrible service to the Wi-Fi has probably the entire backstage crew on it. So it's not going to run that great unless it's like a really big venue and the backstage Wi-Fi works well. Um, But yeah, you have to get used to that. People probably will get mad at you a lot because you're not as responsive as you used to be. Yeah. And you're not going to, like, talk to them all the time. You're not going to be able to have time for phone calls, especially if you're really busy doing more than one job. If I'm doing just photography for one person, I'm usually not that busy during the day, but I often just end up doing more than one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm never usually just photo person. Got it. When it comes to, like, your photo responsibilities and stuff when you're touring, I was really curious about, like, VIP sessions and like meet and greet stuff and like how that plays into being on tour do you normally like photograph meet and greet sessions um like how how do those connect and like what are any like tips and advice if you do shoot those so I do run meet and greets uh quite often uh Diamante she always goes out in between sets if she's allowed to um to meet fans and during intermission and like set changeover and then after the show she'll go out also to meet them and so we don't do a formal meet and greet in that regard Mm -hmm. but I still have to take all the pictures on their phones I have to coordinate everyone in line I have to forcibly remove people that like try to get weird um I like play the role of security guard sometimes it's it can get chaotic when there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people and you've got 10 minutes to meet them between a band and everyone wants to meet them. So you have to try and fly through as fast as possible, be prepared to like push people out and be like, all right, you're done next. Like we got to try to get to everybody. Um, But mostly I just take them on the person's cell phone, like for paid meet and greet packages. Usually that's like beforehand, there's a backdrop set up. You have a camera you have like people use i know a lot of places use smug mug because it's a relative because i I host my website through smug mug because of the gallery feature they have and basically what you can do is you have unlimited photo uploading there and a lot of artists and like big i I think kids bob actually does it too does it where they upload all the meet and greet photos from the day to a smug mug gallery because anyone can access it and download it as long as they have that specific link so usually that's what they do is if it's like a paid meet and greet type of deal but if it's just like between sets like I'm just using people's phones um generally you have to use flash too unless you're gonna set up lights which I I don't really take lights on for that (laughs) yeah like even if I did have time I don't think I'd do it just because I don't know where I'd put them uh like I'm not, like, my camera gear is already expanding into two bags now, and I don't really want to, like, add a third one that I have to carry around everywhere of lights, Mm -hmm. and usually just use an external flash for that kind of stuff, but, yeah. And then, like, you have to do, like, the whole, like, you have to, like, have Sharpies for, like, signings and everything. You set everything up, check everyone in, yada, yada, yada. It's it's pretty basic. It's it's a lot of fun, though. I like doing meet and greets, because that's, like the fans time to like have their moment yeah really excited and it's really cute you just have to watch out for like when people get weird because that happens sometimes 
I can and then imagine. you have to kind of become yeah and then you have to kind of become the security guard too so it's a little awkward people get mad but I'm uh, just doing what I'm supposed to do yeah how interesting yeah it sounds like you do a lot of a lot of roles while you're you know working on a tour bus as a photographer sometimes things go above and beyond just like basic photography yeah it just it depends like usually like it depends on the artist too like I have artists that don't really want to like get photographed before the show unless they're like already like in stage clothes and like they did their hair and everything like some people don't want to be photographed before that so there's not like much for me to do in the morning Mm -hmm. um usually on the summer tour I did I would have to like scope out in the morning where we do the meet and greet between sets um then we played really early so like Dia would get ready I'd do some like we would always do like a outfit of the day shoots because she had a different outfit for every day of tour so we would always photograph her outfit for the day um so she can post it and whatnot and just have it just so she can look back on like all of her tour looks that she's done and then she can style like future tours and whatnot off of that make sure she keeps her outfits different and everything so we would do that before the set and then we'd have the show and then it would just be meet and greet run to dinner eat dinner before it closed next meet and greet start importing photos next meet and greet start editing photos last meet and greet edit and then upload that was how the day would go on that tour but then there's other tours where I just show up take pictures 30 minutes before they go on stage take photos on stage and then I edit them and I'm done so it's it's, it just depends on like how the band operates and when they want to be photographed and what they need it's really up to them yeah Yeah. because not everyone wants to be photographed all day long especially if they're not like if they're like in their pajamas they're like I don't want pictures of that on the internet (laughs) so you kind of just have to talk to them and be like so when do you want to be photographed what when should I be ready to go what do you need for me like what kind of stuff are you looking for and so usually I don't have much to do like if I'm not doing meet and greet stuff really don't have much to do until like an hour before the show I'm sure that everyone listening that's all like great advice and information about like kind of what to expect when touring and stuff because I always love asking just because I can't give advice on any of that, so I'm going to direct people to this podcast so they have, like, your (laughs) advice and information on touring. So thank you for all of that. Um, That being said, I'm also very curious about um, if there's any, like, I guess, like, prejudices or sexism that you've faced on tour. Like, if that's an issue, if you don't think it's an issue, because... I personally love talking about, maybe love is the wrong word. I like bringing up the topic (laughs) of different prejudices in the industry and sexism um, because I think that for a lot of people it does come up. But I was very curious about your take on it and like whether or not you think it exists, whether or not you've faced any of that on tour or at any of your roles and positions. Just would love to hear your take on it. So I personally haven't really had much of an issue with it. Um, More so, like, it's more of, like, an age thing. Like, older people are, like, 
mm-hmm. kind of like more like off put by younger people on tour just because they're not sure if they're gonna put the work in because some people take being on tour for granted yeah. I know artists I've worked with their past photographers they've had like wouldn't deliver photos every day sometimes it'd take a week to get photos from them or they'd have to be like hey like you need to edit these by the end of the night like you can't just wow. wait like four days and send them in and so like I, it's more common I think with younger people that that's just kind of mindset that they have with them so like they're kind of worry about you at first just because they're like oh this is a young person like let's see if they're gonna actually put the work in mm-hmm. and but usually like I don't really have any problems with being a girl like no one really bothers me um everyone's been pretty cool nice which is nice I mean I know people can't relate to that but I know I've had instances where like they let someone stay in a photo pit that was like a guy and they wouldn't let me stay in but like I don't necessarily think that had anything to do with me being a girl I just think that like they cleared that guy to stay in for the whole set because like he was like a friend of the band but Mm. I was never mentioned because I'm on the tour so it's like by default like they think that um that I should be there but like that's not common sense for everybody um because they don't really understand how photographers work if it's not like their thing because not security guards aren't really educated on that like they're not like oh the tour person's supposed to be here the whole time no one really ever goes out of their way to say that to them Mm. um but yeah so I don't really think that's like a a girl being a girl problem and I do know that like there are artists like I specifically have been told by artists and like their crew and their managers that like and their friends that like they will not hire girls I know that's like a legitimate thing like that's not like some like weird conspiracy theory that like women in the music industry have it's genuinely a thing that like they will not take girls on tour um i don't really know why like they people are like oh it's because of like their girlfriends and their wives and i feel like that's like a weird cop-out answer yeah that i don't believe um but it's it's their own decision if they're not comfortable with having a girl on the tour i feel like that's their own right to decide i'm not gonna Uh. tell them how they should hire their crew um I've been the only girl I've only been the only girl on a crew once and that was with three days grace because they've had the same touring crew for like a lot of them have been with them for more than 10 years Wow. so like yeah so I was the only girl with them because they've had their crew for so long that like if they don't need to replace someone they're not going to yeah they they already trust the person they already the person already knows how to do the job they're not going to sub them out for someone else which is also the case in a lot of crews that you see are male dominated especially with older bands like they've had that crew for like 20 years Mm. they're not going to change them if they don't have to and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that um like yeah it's nicer to see more girls touring but like I also respect the fact that they have these people that they've hired these people are also people that deserve to have an income and I don't think they should be taking someone else's income away that they've been providing them for so many years just to sub them out with someone they'll have to retrain how to do a job yeah that's just my personal preference on it I know people won't agree with me on that but that's okay because it's an opinion and they're not necessarily correct yeah um 
I think that you bring up a good point too on um, just like the idea of someone might like if they're not comfortable with bringing uh, a woman on tour then that's kind of their own prerogative they can you know they're whoever they're comfortable with they should bring on tour so it's kind of like I, I get where that could be like oh it'd be nice to see more women on tour but at the same time if the band's not comfortable with it you know like where are those limits like how are we you know trying to get more women on tour it's just kind of an yeah. interesting point yeah it's just like it's hard like more like like I said like Three Days Grace normally has an all guy crew but they brought me in they didn't mm-hmm. think me being a girl was an issue and they're the nicest people in the world absolutely nicest band hands mm-hmm. down like mm-hmm. you would think a band that's been around for that long like they have platinum records Literally, I think 1X is, like, double or triple platinum. Something, like, insane like that. But they're, like, the most humble and nicest people in the entire world. And, like, they did not care that I was a girl. They just cared about how I did my job. Yeah. That's it. Like, I feel like when it comes down to it, if they really want to hire you, they're not going to care who you are. Yeah. Because also, I'm, I'm younger than them. I'm 25. They've been a band for as long as I've been alive. So, um, and so, and, like, they're super respectful. They're not weird at all. Nicest people. Like, their crew is super nice. So, like, I think it just comes down to the people that you end up meeting. Not everyone in music is nice. Mm. But that's the same in every industry. Not everyone you're going to meet in life is nice. They're not going to be people you want to work with. But I've been fortunate enough to work with people that have always been good to me. I haven't had a problem with anyone that I've worked with or toured with. None, no one's been, like, mean to me or nasty to me or in, in any way. They've always been super happy with what I've been doing. If they have corrections that they want me to, like, change, if they have, like, editing things they want me to correct or specific things they want edited a certain way, they always tell me, and they're super nice about it, and we always work together to make it better. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it just comes down to the kind of person you are and how you present yourself. And that makes people want to work with you. And at the end of the day, they won't care who you are, what you look like. If you're a girl, a boy, Mm non-binary, whatever, they don't, they don't care at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. You're there to do a job. And if you can do it correctly and efficiently and good and be nice at the same time, it's like you're checking all the boxes, you know? Yeah. Because, like, that's why a lot of people like me because I show up, do my job, and leave. I'm not there to become your friend. I'm not there to hang out. I don't want to hang out. I like to be alone. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like to just chill in my own world. Um, I make it very clear. And that's why a lot of people that, like, people will be like, oh, this person's, like, a really mean person, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm like, they're really nice to me. But I also don't bother them. Yeah. I show up, photograph them, leave. Yeah. When it's, like, a one-off show, like, I show up, photograph, leave. I'm not there to, like, hang out with you. I don't want to, like, go to a bar with you. I don't drink. Even if I did, I wouldn't want to go out with you anyway. I would drink in my house. Um, but, yeah, like, the goal is just if they invite you to hang and you're down, go for it. But, like, I'm not going to walk backstage after a show and be like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and hang out with you. Um, even if I'm on tour, I don't go hang out with anyone unless they invite me. And even then they got to like forcibly make me go with them. Um, (laughs) but that's what a lot of people respect that about me is that I'm not, I'm not messing around. I'm here to work and that's it. That's all I care about. I 
care about what I do. I care about being on time and efficient. I care mm-hmm. about meeting deadlines. And I care about getting things out into the world so that fans have more content to look at. Because a lot of big artists like miss the ball on that a lot. They think like, oh, we'll post a picture every once in a while and it's fine. But their their fans want more than that. And if I can provide that for them, then I think that's something I should take to heart because they're the reason that I get paid mm-hmm. and the reason the artist gets paid. Mm-hmm. Like shows don't exist without the crew, but the crew can't get paid if the artist doesn't have fans. The yeah. fans are the backbone and everything. It doesn't matter if there's a label involved or anything like that. My goal is to give back to the fans because without them, I don't have a job. My artist doesn't have a job and music is really important to me. And I was, I'm a fan of music. I grew up in the music scene. I grew up going to concerts for more than half my life. And that's all I care about. I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care who I'm working for, if they're the biggest band in the world or the smallest band in the world. I just want to take your picture and have fun. That's all I'm here for. And that's why a lot of people like to work with me is because that's all that's all I care about. I don't want to party. I don't want to do anything. I just want to take a picture. <laughs> and people get into it for like the partying and they think it's like this great like oh my god, party every day, like the whole like sex, drugs, rock and roll idea mm-hmm. can be in their head at first and like most people aren't like that anymore, but like way back when that was like what you think everyone did and like half the time it's really just playing board games now (laughs) and like people like drink wine and play board games that's all we did over the summer was board games but yeah no it's like just make sure you present yourself in a way that like you show them I'm just here to work and that's all I'm here for I'm not here for anything else like I'll hang out with you if you want to but like I'm just here to work that's all I want to do and they won't care if you're who you are they just care that you'll get the job done yeah i love that i think that's all such great information and also like a reminder for everyone you know working in the as a photographer is like you are here to take a picture it's kind of good to remember that and just like do your job instead of bugging the artist you know yeah like I just, like, I don't, like, really get super close to my artists, like, ever. Like, I just, it's like, yeah, like, we're friends. Like, we wish each other happy birthday. We hang out off tour if, like, I'm in California or, like, wherever they live. Um, We'll text every once in a while and whatnot. But, like, I'm not, I'm not there to, like, be your best friend. I'm there to do a job for you. And so, even though touring has got me some of my best friends whether they're a musician or a crew member Mm -hmm. um that just happened by accident like that wasn't something I came in looking for and like trust me if I wanted money out of this I would not be doing it because (laughs) it's not the place to make money so it's just it's just because I like it that's like that's all there is to it and like if people realize at the core of your being that you're just here because you love it like that's all that matters that's really all that matters I love that. Such great information. I want to pivot real quick and talk a little bit about publications because, well, let's go first with you're the photo coordinator for a publication, New Noise, which you've mentioned already. Um, But I want to talk about like what you do, what that means, and like also 
Um, like, if that's helped your photography career, was that something that was a goal for you? Like, how did you fall into that role? And like, what has it kind of like opened up or done for you, I guess? So I, I, the title is kind of like weird because it doesn't really like explain much about what I do. <laughs> it's like very ambiguous. Yeah. Um, but basically all I do is... I'm the person that's in charge of setting up all of the live coverage for New Noise. And so I deal with publicists and like they'll pitch artists to me and they'll be like, hey, like so-and-so is going on tour. Would you like to cover it? Blah, blah, blah. I send it out to my photographers and I try and get them to go out and cover it for the artists. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a team. So like I have like two teams of photographers the way we do it. You have our core team of photographers they're our main team they can request shows they want to photograph and they have to request it through me only i can send emails out and my assistant amber are the only two that can send out show requests unless it's someone that like i've given explicit permission that they're allowed mm -hmm. to do that themselves as long as i'm copied on it because there's a lot of people that pretend to work for us so that's why everything has to go through me and we have to make sure like everything stays consistent and that there's no double requesting or anything so that's why i'm they have this position so I can just be the one person that handles all of it mm -hmm. and then they send all the coverage to me I have guidelines for everything they send me their photos and they send me the reviews and then I just copy edit the reviews to make sure there's like no grammar mistakes like the artist names are spelled correctly the members are spelled correctly anything like that make some changes that need to be changed um and then I build the posts and I schedule them and then I send an email out to the publicist and I'm like hey this is going live blah 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 blah, and we use Asana which is a scheduling um program mm -hmm. or website rather it's through a web browser so I guess it's just a website but they're great for scheduling if you need to schedule anything like I love it and so what I do is I schedule all the posts and then I post them in there with the links and then the our social media person updates our social media with like a gallery so I have to upload all the photos to like selects to the scheduling system mm -hmm. and then they go and they post all of that so that's basically what I do and then um I also like if we need photos for print that we haven't found yet I'll like have to see if I can find anyone if they can't get any new photos for a certain artist I have to see if I can find someone that photographed them at some point because we we cover like a lot of like niche artists that like a lot of outlets don't cover we focus like on like a, the smaller scene in like metal and punk and everything like that. We aren't like covering the top 40. Like mm. we, we want to give like other bands a platform on a, on a wider scale. So sometimes we have like these really like niche artists that like no one photographs. So, like we have to like go on a hunt and figure out who photographed them. Cause the publicist also doesn't have photos. Cause we like to use live photos for everything instead of press photos, just because press photos get reused so often mm -hmm. that it doesn't make the content original in the magazine and live photos. Usually they're not getting printed yeah. in magazines or anything like that, unless it's like a special feature. So we like to use live photos cause it makes it different and it's a different atmosphere to print. And it just looks nicer than reusing the same 10 press photos. Got it. But that's basically what I do is I set up all the show coverage, coordinate all of that, make sure everything gets photographed, make nice. sure people meet their deadlines and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Why did uh, you like take on that role and like get involved in that? 
so my friend Nate, who uh, is the reason that I got, who my friend Nate, who I was in the group chat with when I got my first tour, when I mm-hmm. like said like I want to do a tour, so he originally was the photo coordinator for it, and he needed to bring on an assistant because there was too much to do for one person, and he also mm-hmm. worked full time. This was a side gig for him, so I started out um, for free, like just as a trial to make sure like I wouldn't screw it up. And so they were like, you can help him out and like get used to it and like figure out how to do it. And then, and so that's how I got started with it. Cause Nate and I were close. So he was like, I trust you to handle this. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I want you to like be the second in command for like doing all this stuff. And then he parted with the magazine and then they were like, you're going to take it over now if you want it. And I'm like, sure, let's go for it. Why not? And so then I took it over, and now here I am. I didn't expect to have it happen, but it's a paid gig, and I can do it from anywhere. So whether I'm on tour or I'm at home, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's something that I can do wherever. And my boss is cool. Lisa, love her so much. She's super chill, just the nicest person. She works so hard. She puts so much into this magazine. Like, I love her. And she. I'm thankful that she gave me this job as like um bonus income for myself so yeah that's yeah. Awesome. So, yeah it's um it's cool and it definitely helps with relationships because I'm the one interacting with publicists so like I have a more personal connection with publicists than like other like the photographers on my team do so I mean I always loop them in eventually like so they have like the confirmation emails and stuff but I'm the mm-hmm. one doing all of the talking and confirming it. So it's it has helped in that way as to where more publicists know who I am. Because ironically enough, even though publicists aren't responsible for hiring photographers, I know a lot of people think that that's a common option because like my one friend does get a lot of emails. They're like, hey, I want to be a photographer this band. And like send an email to the publicist, which isn't how you go about it. Um, you contact their manager, never the publicist for that kind of stuff. Um but ironically enough, even though they're not responsible for it, the reason I've gotten the tours that I've gotten is because of publicists referring me. Because their artist knows that they work with photographers a lot. And so they recommended me because they knew who I was. That's a, a bonus in doing that. Nice. And then also talking about publications, you have been featured in some like big name publications as well for your work. And just talking about your photos real quick for a second, you have some insane photos, um, just like so vibrant and so well done. So I completely understand why you have gotten published in these huge publications, but I'm very curious about like how getting published for you has come about. Has it been mostly because you're on tour? So then those photos go into magazines or is that another like separate set of, uh, I guess like communication that you've had with these publications like Alternative Press. Um, I think you mentioned like Daily Mail UK on your website, really cool publications, but like how did those relationships and that happen? So for like Alternative Press, a couple of the publications for Alternative Press, one came from a publicist asking if she could use one of my photos. We were friends. Mm-hmm. She was like, hey, like they're doing like a collage for, I think it was like the AP Music Awards the first year. And I had photographed recently one of, their, one of the artists nominated. And she was like, hey, like a member is nominated. Can we 
use this photo and I was like yeah sure go for it like I don't care it was like a super I wasn't gonna charge them for it because I was like still new at the time this was probably like 2014 so like I was still like baby photographer and I was like I'm not gonna charge them because like the picture was literally like probably like three inches big on the page because it was like a tiny little collage of like six different members like six different band members for like it was like bass player of the year award or something and so I was like whatever I'm not gonna like go after them for money for that like I don't care um and then I got published in AP two other times I think it was because of Epitaph um Epitaph artists on Warp Tour, they did features with AP while they were on Warp Tour, and then they used my photos from when I was on tour with Epitaph in AP. They let me know they were doing it, obviously, um, but that's how I got in those other times. And then the most recent time for AP was a photo of I don't know how, but they found me. Um, that goes to show the importance of photo credit. Because my friend runs, um, my friend works with like the digital stuff and the social media for Fearless Records. And I noticed one of my photos got posted on their socials because uh, their drummer Ryan's like one of my best friends and like one of my favorite people in the world. And so uh, he, and he's like a big brother to me. So like I always photograph them for him. Like no matter what, I'll always show up to his shows if I can. Like I'm like a supportive mom when it comes to him. And so I photographed them, and so, like, I gave Fearless and their publicist photos to use on social media for Ryan because they were just starting out, Mm -hmm. and they didn't have much because no one was really photographing them because they weren't really a known band. They came from, like, big bands, the members, but on their own, they were still a baby band. So um, I went to my friend, and I was like, hey, I don't know if you made this post on the band account or not, but I don't have photo credit. Like, it's not a big deal. I was like, I was just wondering if you did it or not. And she was like, no, but I'll fix it for you. So she fixed it for me. And within 20 minutes of her fixing that credit, like, that photo credit, literally less than 20 minutes, I get a direct message on Instagram for, I think it's the creative director of Alternative Press. And he was like, can I buy this photo off of you to put an AP? And I was like, if she, if I didn't know her in order to fix that credit, because yeah. my friend doesn't log into the band. I don't even think he knows the login for the band Instagram account because he's never on social media. But he doesn't really go on the account very often, I don't think. But um, if I didn't know her, I probably wouldn't have gotten it fixed <laughs> that fast. And so she, because she fixed it right away, he DM'd me and was like, can I buy this off you? And I was like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Why nice. not? But yeah. And then... It's like it's like really weird circumstances for everything that happened to me. So like harangue <laughs> was because was for the interrupters and they wanted to use a specific photo of mine. And so Karang was like, Hey, we'll buy this off you. Mm. And then a, a year or two later they came back to me and they're like, Hey, we're doing another feature on the interrupters. Um, we want to use another photo of yours. Do you have any recent ones? And so I sent them like a list of photos and they bought another photo off me. So they came back because they knew I had photographed them and I had like a bunch of photos that were like not seen photos that just kind of living in a Dropbox. And so they were like, hey, can we use this one? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And so they bought it off me. And then Daily Mail, um, I got published in the UK and the Australia Daily Mail because funnily enough, my, my experiences are really weird. Like everything that has happened to me is just really strange. So I got a job off of Twitter. Like, this is a real story. <laughs> I got a job off of Twitter. Um, 
just because I conveniently happened to see a tweet at a specific time um, where I photographed Miley Cyrus and the Chainsmokers, two separate performances, playing for like a hundred people for a radio station in Australia. They they flew radio listeners. It's called Nova nine six nine six nine, I believe. Yeah, Nova nine six nine. Absolutely lovely team of radio person personnel. Love them a lot. They're such nice people. But they flew over contestants from Australia to. America and they went to like four different cities all over America. They paid for all of this themselves. Like they paid for these people to go everywhere, which I think is awesome. And they got to do all these private they got to go to all these private shows with these artists and meet them. And so they were looking for someone cuz they're based in Australia, they needed someone in the US to take pictures. And the Miley Cyrus one was in New York and the Chainsmokers was in Rhode Island and I lived less than an hour from New York City and four hours from Rhode Island. So I was like, whatever, I can do both. And so because Miley Cyrus was wearing custom earrings that day when I took portraits of her with the interviewer and the meet and greet and they posted them on the radio station's website and they sent them out to Daily Mail UK in Australia, I got published there because of Miley Cyrus's earrings, because of a job I got off of Twitter. My life is really weird. (laughs) Like, it's the most bizarre story. It's like, I got published because Miley Cyrus wore custom earrings. I love it. Because I saw a tweet on Twitter for a job. It was, like, a very, like, like, suspicious tweet, too. And I, like, wasn't sure, like, it was legit. But I was like, I'm just gonna go for it anyway. Why not? (laughs) And then, like, I get a tweet and, like... And, like, I got, like, the contract and everything. The artist was confidential up until, like, right before. Because they didn't announce it yet. For, like, the radio listeners. Yeah. Yeah, So, they kept it, like, quiet. um, Until, like, it was, like, locked in and confirmed 100%. And so then they were like, oh, surprise. It's, you know, Miley Cyrus and the Chainsmokers. And I'm like, how did this happen from Twitter? Also, I love that, like, when everything's confidential, it always seems suspicious to me. I, like, never think on the side that it's going to be good. I'm always like, are you trying to hide something? Like, why is it confidential? Is it because, like, no one cares about the artist? Or is it, like, actually legitimately confidential, you know? Yeah, I was like, it was just, like, super suspicious because, like, the person that was doing it like, that was, like, hiring for it was, like, another person that did a show for them, I think, in Ireland. And he, they were, like, oh, like, you know other people, can you see if, like, you can find someone in the U.S.? And so he tweeted about it, it got retweeted onto my timeline, and then I was, like, I'm free, let's go. I love it. He liked my work, (laughs) he sent it to the radio station, photographed Miley Cyrus, so just because she chose to wear those earrings that day when I went to photograph her. But she hadn't been seen wearing them before. I ended up on the Daily Mail. <laughs> I love my life that story. My life doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't get it at all. I have, like, the weirdest stories of, like, how things happen to me. I got a tour off a Facebook message just because I said I wanted to do Warp Tour. And then I get on the Daily Mail UK because I responded to a tweet. I love it. Oh, my gosh. You bring up a question that I have now, though, about, like what happens with like the rights of your photos because I know like a lot of people 
like have questions on like rights when it comes to touring or like working with a publication um have you always just had contracts of like maintaining your rights so you can sell those photos later on or like how does that communication normally work for you so my artists don't really care what i do as long as i talk to them beforehand Hmm. that's generally the rule um they're never like, oh, you can't, like, post anything. Like, obviously, like, if there's stuff they don't like, like, because there's not, there's some photos I'll put in Dropbox that, like, I'm unsure about. I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I'm not sure if I like it, but they might like it. So um, I put it in there anyway. And, like, if they don't like it, I just take it out. But um, generally, um, they don't really care what I do as long as I ask them. Like, they're like, oh, you can post anything you want on social media. Like, we trust you. You're not going to, like, go rogue and, like, post, like, some dumb photo of us. Like, we know you're not going to do that. Um, I don't sell prints of my artists except for every time I die because they told me they don't care. They're like, yeah, go have fun. Sell your prints. We love you. Whatever. I'm like, thanks. Um, But for, like, any of the other artists I work for, I don't really sell prints of them just because I've never asked because... I don't like asking that question. Yeah. But I'm I'm so like connected with the every time I die fan base that I got asked so many times that I was like, all right, I'm just gonna ask them. I'm just gonna full send it and do it. And they've always been great and like um, super supportive of me. Like every time I die is also one of the nicest bands too. But yeah, I always technically retain my rights to the photos because like if I want to do something with them, they don't care. And, like, I obviously would never publish a photo of them without asking them either. Like, say a magazine wants to use a photo, I'd all, I'd vet it through them first on their manager and be like, is this something you signed off on? Or are they, like, doing some, like, weird scandalous thing that I don't know about? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Because, like, if they're doing, like, an album review or something and they want, like, a photo for it, it's, like, a bad review. I'm obviously not going to give it to them. Oh, like, for sure, yeah. I don't want to be associated with that yeah. like a weird I don't know if that like makes sense but like my artist like pays me I don't want to like yeah support it like it's bad yeah I don't want to like yeah. be part of something negative towards them like if the artist didn't okay it like yeah. if that makes sense because like sometimes like you'll see um usually with like high-end celebrities and stuff like you like take a picture like paparazzi will like take a picture and it's like bad and then it gets used everywhere like i don't want to be that person it's like that beyonce um, photo that went like super yeah famous. which is why like yeah which is why there's like a lot of like really crappy contracts now for big artists because yep. that person decided um i'm gonna ruin it for everybody else and yeah uh make money off this one beyonce photo that should have never been posted in the first place yeah but yeah, no, I don't do anything without my artist's permission. Like, cause I don't know if they approved of this article, if they think the article is like a representative of like their brand or anything. So like, if they don't okay it, I'm not gonna do it. Um, unless like the publicist is speaking for them, and like, cause usually the publicist also is the one that'll approve photos for stuff too. Mm-hmm. But some, not all of my artists have publicists, so if they're like, I just go to them, and I'm like did you okay this? Like, did you tell them to come to me and ask for this photo? But sometimes they'll just come to me directly and be like, hey, they said to talk to you. And I'm like, I don't know if I trust that. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm suspicious of everything. Over communicating here to like clarify like what the articles are about and like what your photos are being yeah. used for. Super important because yeah, I agree with you. It is very weird, like if your photo would be used. It almost seems like you're endorsing the thing. Yeah, that the that's what it about. feels like. Yeah, so like that's I can what it totally feels like. Because like, say like for whatever reason they wanted a live photo for a bad album, re- like an album review, and the album review was negative. I'd feel like I'm endorsing it in like some weird way, and it doesn't yeah. sit well with me when that's a person that pays me to to be there and do document their about, life. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I feel like it's just, like, everything needs to be vetted for the artist. And some people don't do that. They just kind of go off and, like, do whatever. Because I see a lot of people that sell prints of artists that they don't work for. They just shot as press. And while you're legally, technically allowed to do that, it's just not a good idea. Just don't do it. Like, I'm very against it. Like, in all ways. Like, I get it that, like, you need to make money, especially in a pandemic. Um... If you're doing it for, like, donations, to, like, donate to a charity, I feel like that's fine, and that's totally cool, but never do anything without asking the artist. Like, just don't do it. Yeah. Like, even if you didn't sign a contract saying you can't sell anything or, like, give someone a photo for something, just don't do it. Like, if it can potentially hurt you, just don't do it. Just don't. Because, like, I know people that have gotten yelled at for selling prints of an artist even if they sold it at cost and didn't, like, make a profit off of it, they've still gotten in trouble for it. Even if you retain all the rights, just don't do it. I'm, like, rambling about this, and I don't know how I ended up here from the question. I just tend to do that. No, I, like, this my brain great. has like My brain has, like, 60 thoughts happening at once. I have ADD. So that's just... I just kind of just... I'm all over the place. I think that this is all great information, though, because a lot of people start out shooting for publications, and then, like, I see them being like, oh, someone told me online that I can, like, sell these prints if I number them and sign them, and then it's art prints, and I was one of those people that, like, after looking into it, I was like, oh, look, I can do this, and I had a artist photographer, the actual photographer on tour, reach out to me and was like you know, this is really suspicious. You probably shouldn't do this. I was like, got it, taking it down, like, learn my lesson, never doing it again. So I totally, like, understand the side of it now that, like, after actually being in the industry for a little bit, I'm like, yeah, I would never do that again. But there's, like, this weird conversation around it that everyone's like, yeah, it's fine if you just, like, sell them as art prints and, like, sign it. And it's like, it's still weird because you didn't have that conversation with the band. Like, you didn't yeah. get the approval from them, and I don't know. I, I find it strange as well, but I also, I I fucked up on it, too, when I was first yeah. starting out, so I'm like, like I it. I, Like, it definitely is, like, it's a very, like, blurred line. It's a fine line, For sure. like, up to cross. And while you're legally allowed to do it, it doesn't mean you should. For just me. because, even though it's legal, it doesn't mean uh-huh. the hardest won't blacklist you. Uh-huh, exactly. Like, some nothing may happen to you and like if they like sued you like nothing would like happen really because like you legally could get around it and do it um but it doesn't mean the artist won't blacklist you and the manager won't blacklist you and the manager generally has a whole list of artists that they work with and then the manager already blacklisted you from one why would why wouldn't they stop you from working with the other ones yeah like you just don't want to that's just not a 
thing you want to risk. Um, like I'll if like a friend wants a print of an artist that I've like take like I photographed, I'll give it to them for free. I won't charge them for it. But that's like very rare circumstances. But I'll never like because like it's just like it's a gift. It's not yeah. like me selling it to them. It's not like I didn't put it on the internet to sell. Like I'm like. If you want this photo of this artist, I'll give it to you because I will not sell it to you. Like, you just have to get over that. Like, I will not sell it. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it to you because you like it. Like, mm-hmm. just accept it. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's just, it's a line that shouldn't be crossed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people will disagree with that because legally they're allowed to do it. But um, it's better to be safe than sorry, in my opinion. Being cautious of everything has been, like, the reason for, like, why I have done relatively well in regards to things just because they know I won't do anything because I'm, like, paranoid 24-7 about everything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we don't have to worry about her. She's insane. She's going to be thinking about, like, 60 ways this can go wrong. (laughs) And she won't do it because she knows that there's at least one outcome where it would go wrong. (laughs) I mean, if it works to your advantage and gets you to where you're at, I mean, that sounds like a good option because, I mean, I, I've i fucked up on a lot of things throughout my career and I've talked openly about it too. I'm like, don't, don't do the thing that I did. And, like, that's why I think, like, this podcast and asking people who have done well, it's like, what are you doing? What is your advice? All of this. So, like, people starting out don't make those mistakes. So... Yeah, like, I've obviously made mistakes. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. perfect. I'm a human. Like, we all make mistakes. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody makes mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, I'm going to pretend I didn't just see that. But, (laughs) you know, like, I've made mistakes. Like, I I sometimes have a bad temper. Like, I'm like, if you catch me in, like, the wrong day, like, I'm pretty aggressive. Um, My attitude has definitely gotten me in trouble. Um, but yeah, just, just gotta, like, dial it back. Because I, I, can, I can get pretty sassy. Um, it's usually, it's just, even if, like, I think they deserve it, like, I just, I've learned to just be quiet and just, yeah. like, not say anything. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I've definitely made mistakes. I've definitely, like, had an attitude when I definitely shouldn't have. And, like, I'll admit it, I don't care. Yeah. Like, anyone acting like that they haven't done something wrong in their life is just a weird concept to me they're hiding something is what's happening yeah (laughs) like people like always are like people that have like a spotless record on like the internet and everything like i'm suspicious of them like if they never admit to any wrongdoing like i'm suspicious of you because you definitely did something you just don't want people to find out oh for sure yeah so like um, I'm, like, very open about the fact that, like, if someone asks me, they're like, have you made any mistakes? I'm like, yeah, I'm crazy. I've made mistakes. Like, I I have a really bad attitude problem. Like, and I won't deny it. But I've gotten a lot better at it. Like, the last couple of years have been really good. Um, it's just, you gotta learn to just be quiet. Like, if you have an attitude problem, just don't say anything. Just internalize it. Yeah. Just say it to yourself. Like, oh. the best part of working in music is just just walk away and then say it on the other side of the venue and no one can hear you <laughs> i love that like personal just, growth just, you know learn not to say it or say it 
in an empty room to yeah because it's such a small it's such a small industry that like if you do one thing wrong like everyone's gonna know you did it yeah like if you had like a scandal if you stole from a band if you like don't do your job correctly mm-hmm. if you show up late to your job to like load in or load out if you miss a bus call all the time like if you do any of those things like it's everyone's gonna know so the, yeah. you just you just be quiet like that's like the one thing i had to work on the most is just being quiet because i like i said i have an attitude and i'll get sassy yeah and so i just have to be silent <laughs> like that's just that's like my one thing it's like i just need to shut up <laughs> And I I'll admit that. it, I don't self-awareness. care. Self-awareness. <laughs> it is. It's called being self-aware that you have an attitude problem. I am very aware of it. For sure. I've I've said this before, I think, on this podcast, but, like, I yelled at someone at a festival, and, like, I felt bad about it for, like, literally the rest of the night, and then I was like, I have to go apologize to them. So, like, the next day, before anything started, I, like, hunted down this person to, like, go apologize to them, because I was like, this is gonna ruin my career. (laughs) And it's just, like, self-awareness, we learn, we don't yell at people anymore. You take that, like aggressive you communicate better and then you take that aggression and you move it somewhere else (laughs) yeah like especially like it's just like you're you're gonna run into that person again probably 100 percent. yeah so yeah like i just my best advice is to just be silent trying to be better is always good and i i love this because my last question was going to be like what is like the one piece of advice that you want to pass on but i feel like you have like handed us advice throughout this whole podcast so i'm like (laughs) how do we pin it down to one thing but if there's like one takeaway what would uh like what would you recommend i guess or pass on well aside from shutting up and just being quiet and doing your job which I still need to do more of um don't compare your career to anyone else's Mm. I guess I would say is probably the best advice I could get because I could get or give just because it happens differently for everybody and like I know people that have worked in music less like shorter amount of time than me but they started making money faster than me and they made more money than me faster than me and they became more successful a lot quicker but it's all like circumstantial and like you meeting the right people at the right time you making the right connections and you can't really feel bad about that just because like someone else happened to meet someone yeah at a certain time they just happened to be in the right place and they happen to also do good work, so they got hired for a job. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really just like don't feel bad if you're doing this for like a year and like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It took me, I'm on year eight now, it took me six years to make this a regular job. Yeah. Partially because I was in college for four years and like I couldn't do much while I was in college. Because my first year I was a senior in high school and then after that I had college for four years so like I couldn't do a lot because I had to go to school but 
even then I wasn't making money on the gigs that I was doing. Like, I made money once in a while, but it wasn't, like, a regular income. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until 2018 where it became, like, my actual full-time job. And so it's, like, you kind of just have to trust the process. And I know people that had their first tour the same year I did, but then they did that tour, and then they just made money consistently after that, and they were working full-time for the last four years. And I know people that did that tour also, and, and twenty did a tour for the first time in 2016 also, and they still don't make photography, music photography, their full-time job. Like it's just it just depends on how who you happen to meet at that specific time. Yeah. And you can't really compare your career to anyone else's just because they happen to meet someone that connected them to someone that connected them to someone and so on. Yeah. So that's sure. basically the biggest like advice aside from just being quiet <laughs> is respect the process. It'll take time. And, like, you also have to realize you're not guaranteed to make it in the music industry. Mm-hmm. It's, especially with photography, it's an oversaturated industry right now. Music photography, like, anyone can be a music photographer. And I'm not For saying sure. that in, like, a degrading way. Like, literally anyone can do it. Like, yeah. you just have to work for an outlet or start your own outlet, and you can do it. Like, you mm-hmm. can go photograph a band. You can photograph a local band without even needing an outlet. Um... It's just, it's very competitive, though, because everyone wants to do it. And it became, like, the cool job to do, which, like, Mm -hmm. I don't blame them. It's a cool job. It's, like, it's kind of like a flex. Like, yeah, I get to take pictures of musicians, and I get to go to concerts for free. Like, that's cool. Like, you can't lie about it. It's a cool job to have. Wouldn't blame you for wanting that as your career. Yeah. So, you just have to, like, go in with these very realistic expectations that it might take time. You might not make it. You might have to do other photography as, like, supplemental income. Uh-huh. Or you might have to work a job outside of music to also build the career and have to balance the two. So that's probably the best thing I could say is that. I love all of it. You have given us and everyone listening just so much information. I love hearing about uh, your touring experience and like how you've grown your career because I just think that it's incredible and like seriously everyone go check out Allison's stuff because like oh my gosh even like the first page of your website you have this one uh, picture of like Paramore I think it is just blows my mind every time I see it but like such incredible work and I'm just so honored to have sat down. Oh my gosh, you have <laughs> Yes, it's that behind me. okay. For everyone listening, it is behind her in her room. I also have a printout of my favorite photo that I've ever taken, but it's on my other wall. So but I I love that. It's such an incredible photo. Your work is incredible. Um and again I'm just so honored to have sat down with you. But can you give a quick shout out to everyone where they can find your work and follow you on social media and all that. Well, thank you for the kind words. I appreciate you listening to my crazy brain that just rambles. I don't even, <laughs> like, know where I ended up in these conversations. I just kind of just kept talking. That's the problem I have. Um, but, yeah, but thank you. I really appreciate it, and I love the questions you asked. And you can find me. So my name is Weird to Spell. Because, like, my parents decided, let's spell it with a Y instead of an I, like everyone else. 
So you can find me at Allison Coletta on every social media handle because subtle flex, I'm the only person with the name Allison Coletta. That's a fun fact. Love it. I can't find anyone else with my name. So every handle is free for me whenever I got to make an account somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's at A-L-Y-S-O-N-C-O-L-E-T-T-A on everything. Um, and then my website's also AllisonColetta.com. And then check out newnoisemagazine.com and see what our photographers are up to and all the news and interviews we do. We also do book reviews and film reviews relating to music, too. And I love that magazine a lot, and they put a lot of effort into everything. And they don't do the whole clickbait thing. It's just strictly, like, album announcements and interviews and just, like, the stuff you want. Just the stuff you want to actually read about. Love it. So... Well, awesome. Everyone, please go check out Allison's stuff because, like I said, it's incredible. And thank you again so much for joining me. And I really hope that we get to share the pit someday. So I will see you in the pit. Mm-hmm.